there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 54, the ultimate guide to sleep sacks. Y'all, I get tons of questions every week about going from swaddles to zippity zips to nested bean to magic merlins and like what the heck why are there so many products if you followed me for long enough you know that i am not a product person so i am thrilled to give you this ultimate guide on sleep sacks so you can understand a little bit more about some of those out there that promise the world but don't quite deliver to go along with this episode i have a visual for you because that's me Becca, your visual learner here, you can head to littlezsleep.com slash sleepsack to really see all of the ones mentioned here and a little bit more. Just get my guide on sleepsack. So find that link in the show notes or go to littlezsleep.com slash sleepsack. Okay, let's get into it. First of all, if you have a newborn, you are absolutely going to use the swaddle. So many, many times I have heard newborn parents say, oh, no, 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 my baby does not like the swaddle. The thing is, I am going to directly point you to Dr. Harvey Karp's five S's, where it's proven that newborns crave these five S's to calm baby and to make them feel comfortable. And one of those S's is the swaddle. This is not going into all the five S's in this podcast. I just want to encourage you that there's more to just the swaddle. So if you've been trying to swaddle your baby and lay them down flat and still, that's probably why. We need to implement other things. And I actually talk about this in my newborn course. So I encourage you to grab the newborn course where we are going to actually work with the five S's to help your newborn. So swaddles are fantastic for newborns because they crave that feeling of being secure. And I would encourage you to try other swaddles if you feel like maybe one's not quite working for you. So I preferred the summer infant swaddle me's, which are the Velcro. I mean, I loved loved those, especially when I had a toddler who was 18 months and a newborn, because it was so easy to just, you know, Velcro right up. I don't suggest any type of swaddle blanket to actually use as a swaddle unless you are one of the amazing nurses who is also the mother baby nurse and can absolutely wrap that baby like a burrito nice and tight. (laughs) Y'all, I just have honestly found in normal life situations, us moms cannot get them as tight as they do at the hospital. So I do like swaddle blankets for other things, but I've never preferred them to be the actual swaddle because they do get pretty loose. So I am all about taking those shortcuts like the summer infant swaddle me with the Velcro. Love that. Other types of swaddles like the love to dream. I'm a fan of those as well. But once your baby gets to be anywhere between eight to 12 weeks, it's time to start thinking about getting out of the swaddle. Now you're saying, Becca, that's a pretty wide range, like eight to 12 weeks. Why so wide and broad? The thing is, I don't know your baby's specific needs. I don't know if your baby came early? Were they a super preemie? Are they really small and tiny? Are they really big and they're growing out of the swaddles? Like, I don't know your baby's age, medical history, weight concerns. I don't know any of that. And so between eight to 12 weeks seems to cover a lot of good development here for your newborn. And so if you find yourself at eight to nine weeks starting to outgrow the swaddle, then I would consider going ahead to get out of it. All right, so eight to 12 weeks, I like to start thinking about, hey, let's start to get one arm out, the other arm out, or just go straight to the zippity zip, which segues us into sleep sack number one that I wanna talk about. The zippity zip by Sleeping Baby is designed for this kind of in-between. 
from swaddle to not quite being ready for like an open arm sleep sack. So it looks like a little flying squirrel. Okay. It's so cute. It comes in all sorts of adorable prints. And the way it's designed is to catch your baby with that startle reflex. So typically these four and five month olds are still having their startle reflex most of the time do because they were probably in the swaddle too long or the rock and play. That's something I find with my clients. But a lot of times these eight to 12 week olds who are in my newborn course are finding the zippity zip is the perfect segue because baby is starting to learn how to use their body, but they're still struggling with that startling themselves to wake up. So I do love the zippity zip because it helps them understand to use their body. They can roll in the zippity zip. However, it doesn't have their arms free, like their fingers free. And so every now and then I will find a client like my recent twins that I'm working with who are a month and a half adjusted. So we started when they were four and a half months old and we got them from swaddles and rock and plays into zippity zips in their crib all in the one night with our four month plan. And mom and I were talking a lot in our phone packages just about like, hey, we should just start to evaluate how they want to self-soothe. And lo and behold, twin B wanted to suck on his fingers. And so twin A was happy in the zippity zip. So we took off the zippity zip for twin B and he was much happier in an open arm sleep sack to be able to actually have access to his fingers. So zippity zip is fantastic. If you know that your little one is struggling with a startle reflex, maybe they haven't found their fingers yet and they just need a little bit of reassurance. So I really like that. A little pro tip here is to search on some mommy Facebook groups or resale sites. See if you have any friends that have the zippity zip because a lot of times you may find you're only using it for like a couple of weeks up to maybe a month and they're about $35, $40. And so you may not want to spend all that money just for like a couple of weeks, but you do you, of course. Um, so the zippity zip, I love, love, love that one. Then if you're going from the zippity zip, I would encourage you to just go to the regular basic open arms sleep sack. Okay, this could be Halo, it could be at Carter's, it could be just the Amazon brands. I randomly used Old Navy's because I happened to be shopping at Old Navy one day and saw theirs were on sale. So when my youngest was in the like six to nine month range, we used um, sleep sacks for her because she actually lived in a closet. That's a whole nother story. For the first eight months of her life, that was a little chilly. And so we always used sleep sacks with her. And I, I just got old navies because they were just, you know, handy, but their quality was great. So they're not paying me at all to talk about this, but they were great quality. So anyways, an open arm sleep sack. And here's the deal. We don't need any of the bells and whistles. Y'all, we don't need any of those like weighted things on the belly or um, any type of little like lovey things attached. And we definitely don't want anything extra here. This just needs to be a plain old open arm sleep sack. If you are in a place that is a little chillier, then maybe you want the fleece ones. If you're in a cooler place, maybe you want the muslin ones. I'm not quite sure, but you guys, there are so many options. If you just go to Amazon or scroll to the link in my show notes and see the open arm sleep sacks that I prefer, I love them, okay? They are great if you are helping baby go from maybe the zippity zip to having no sleep sack. Now, some of the ones that fall in here that I've kind of mentioned the bells and whistles, some of them are okay and some of them like, I don't really understand why you would need it. So let's talk about the nested bean and I think it's the Zen. They have these weighted um, little like figurines, um, little circles, ovals basically on the baby's chest to simulate the fact that mommy's hand could be on them. It's supposed to be like comforting. It's supposed to be helpful to help them calm down and go to sleep. My problem with them is that we want your little one to start like rolling around. And so I have worked with several clients who once they start to roll around, baby is not happy to lay on that little like nested bean thing. They're not happy to lay on that little, um, 
small weighted circle. So this really depends on your little one. If you already have a nested bean or a Zen sleep sack and your baby is on their belly sleeping just fine and they're content, don't change anything just because I'm talking about it. Or you could be like one of my most recent clients and she actually like cut it open and emptied it out and just like tore it off the sleep sack. I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, But I'm just telling you guys that these nested bean sleep sacks with the weights on the front of them, they're not like super weighty, but you know, they're just a, a small pressure point for baby. They're not magical. Okay. So this is not going to make your baby sleep all night. Some people have claimed that yes, they actually help, but maybe what we don't see behind the side is that maybe behind their review, they're actually doing all these other things too. And they just happen to, you know, choose the nested bean. But I am a firm believer that a sleep sack is not going to be the number one thing that gets your baby to go to sleep. So this is why I would just prefer some type of basic open arms one that's not that expensive and that doesn't have any type of fancy things on it. Now, you have heard me on Instagram talk about Bidakitta, and this is a little bit fancier one, but it's not something that you absolutely have to have. In fact, I've only probably referred the Bidakitta a handful of times to clients who were under 12 months old, and we found that the child loved to suck on the sleep sack or their jammies. And so the Bidakitta is a sleep sack that's pretty neat. It has built-in lovies, um, two of them on like where the right underneath the shoulder and then one mid belly. And the baby is able to grab these and lift them up to their mouth and chew on them, but they're sewn in, they're safe, and they will not cover baby's mouth or nose. So it's simply something for babies who are very tactile. If they like to feel and rub and touch, or they like to be able to chew on the zipper part of the sleep sack, this is just a little bit more handy to have something they can chomp on. I have had several clients who, as they outgrew it, baby was like addicted to the little lovey part. And so they just snipped them off and gave them to the kid. So that was cute. Bidikitta is pretty neat, so that's in my guide as well. But again, just because it has these cool little features, it's not going to make your baby sleep all night long. The only thing that's going to help your baby sleep all night long is if we teach them the foundation of how to go to sleep independently and how to put themselves back to sleep all night long. So you know what comes right here in the middle of this podcast. I'm going to give you guys a plug for my sleep e-coaching because you can have all the right tools, but if you don't have the right pieces in place, nothing is going to help. So I would really encourage you if you have a four to five month old who is waking all throughout the night, maybe still in your bed, maybe you're bouncing them on a yoga ball or you've got them in a rock and play, head over to littlezsleep.com baby and grab the four to five month sleep e-coaching because we want to get your little one in their crib maybe in a zippity zip or an open arm sleep sack and teach them to sleep 11 to 12 hours all night long with one night feeding. Totally okay. If your little one is six to 16 months old, then we want to be teaching them how to sleep a solid night with no nighttime feedings and become the most ferocious, excitable, very energetic eater during the day. That's the point at that age. Food is for nourishment, not for sleep. So we've got to teach your baby those basics. You can also go to littlezsleep.com baby and grab your sleepy coaching to teach your baby how to sleep all night. And sure, you can use an open arm sleep sack. So a couple of the differences here between sleep sacks and then other little gimmicky things that you might find. I wouldn't necessarily call the Magic Merlin a sleep sack. It's a suit and it is not magical. So the Magic Merlin is like that little Michelin man suit. And the only time I have had clients successfully use this was when they were three to four months old and they were medical condi- conditions, okay? 
So these were babies who had heart surgeries or were having like just a lot of uh, development that we were really just working on the basics of like, hey, let's not feed to sleep. Let's keep them awake and really just very, very, very foundational sleep things. Then the Magic Merlin was okay, but we knew by the end of our time together, we needed to get out of it. So the Magic Merlin baby cannot roll in that. So therefore, if we want your baby to be in control of their own body, if we want them to learn how to self-soothe, they kind of need to learn how to like roll around and have access to their fingers or get on their side and get comfortable. So instead of putting them in the Magic Merlin suit, which kind of just keeps them, like I said, the Michelin man that cannot move, then that is not helping their development at all. So we definitely want them to be in an open arm sleep sack. Or if you've gone from the swaddle to the Magic Merlin, then I might suggest the zippity zip so that they, if they're still struggling with that um, startle reflex, they're able to kind of help themselves out a little bit more. So just guys, you can go to amazon.com and maybe you have, and you could just go to town on finding all kinds of different sleep sacks. But the point is a sleep sack is not going to be the magic cure-all. Nothing out there on amazon.com is the magic cure-all. We need to teach your baby the foundation of how to self-soothe, how to put themselves to sleep. If we're talking about newborn, we're not sleep training. We are laying the foundation of sleep and we're using that swaddle to help us do that. Therefore, the newborn course is a great place to get in to teach your little one how to sleep so that they are from the beginning of their life understanding that sleep is the foundation of our health. If your little one is four months and up, it's time to get those arms out, arms moving, or in that zippity zip to get them just able to handle that startle reflex going away. And we want your child to learn that sleep is good. In fact, they're really good at sleep, but when they have the opportunity to be in control of it on their own, that's when they thrive. So sleep sacks are a wonderful tool to help put in place and help put in motion our sleep plan. But it is never the number one thing that's going to help make sleep possible. So if you are looking for a sleep sack, grab the free guide that goes along with this episode. I want you to be encouraged that sleep sacks are perfectly fine. And if you have listened to this whole thing and you're like, I'm just feeling overwhelmed, guess what? You don't need to have a sleep sack. (laughs) At the end of this episode, right? The ultimate guide to your sleep sacks. I have to tell you that I actually didn't use them. Um, We used them for my youngest between that six to nine month old. And then when we were able to move her into the room with my oldest, they actually were on the third floor and their room was quite warm. And so there was no need to have a wearable blanket for her because it was too warm in their room. So we just ditched it completely. Now, I often have parents who tell me they use the sleep sack for daycare and home kind of like congruity. And I love that because the sleep sack is such a cue for sleep. And so you might even find that you're zipping the sleep sack up and your little one is starting to recognize the fact that, oh, I hear that zip. That means it's time to go to sleep. That's an awesome cue. And so if you're able to put a sleep sack in your child's daycare backpack or the sitter backpack and have one at home. I love that because it will only help your child connect the fact that, oh, it's sleepy time, time to go to sleep. So that's in a really awesome way to use sleep sacks to our advantage during our sleep plan is that your little one sees that as a cue for sleep, but it's not a cure for sleep. So I hope that was insightful to you guys. And I look forward to hearing your feedback. Share with me on the website. If you're listening to this on littlezsleep.com, then you can scroll down and leave some comments. If you are on iTunes, I would love to hear what you think. 
share with me your review. You can just click that little five-star button as always appreciated or share with me how this podcast has reached your family and what kind of change you've made. That is so encouraging to hear that you guys are making sleep a thing in your home all over the world. So wherever you are, sweet dreams. See you next time.